my desert. My Arrakis. Why do? Everybody, welcome to Nerdum with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Taylor. Taylor, we're we're in for a penny, in for a pound. That's what they say in Britain, right? I, no, I don't think not anymore. <laughs> uh, we're talking about a book that's becoming a movie mm-hmm. that hasn't come out. Well, it's already become a movie. It's become a movie. It is out. Well, it's become a movie twice. That's true. Um, we will. We have not seen it yet, but by the time this comes out, we will both have seen it. Yes. Uh, Dune is what Dune. we're talking about. The book, specifically the book. We'll, we mm-hmm. can talk about the movie some other time, but um, yeah, because we, we can't talk about it now because we haven't seen it. Right. I mean, we could talk about it. We could talk. I mean, like you should, we could speculate. The thing is, is like as I mentioned to you, I don't know shit about Dune whatsoever. <laughs> so like this is everything you're gonna say is news to me i know that there are sandworms Mm -hmm. and i know the actors who are in the new one Mm -hmm. and i know that david lynch made the old one that's correct that's it yeah about i don't know character names you handed me this sheet of paper with some (laughs) words on it that are either names or titles or places or something yeah so and truly like this is all gobbledygook to me this these could be like symbols for all i know but um dune yeah you love you like the book i don't want to say you love the book because you just uh posted about the book (laughs) no i um i love the story okay i think Uh, that's fair you can love the story and not necessarily like i am not the biggest fan of the writing style Mm -hmm. but that is because or part of that is because i think i'm not the biggest fan of a lot of writing style from like the 60s sure i've read like a couple of like sci-fi ish things written in like the 60s Uh and i haven't liked i haven't really liked any of them so i think there's something there what is it about the style that you do not like i don't know it's like have you ever read anything by like philip k dick no he wrote um do androids dream of electric oh the okay the which is what blade runner, blade runner is yeah based on uh i read it and it sucked uh, oh <laughs> fair i mean like it, i guess very similarly to dune it's like the ideas were very intriguing uh-huh. and i think the world building was very interesting but yeah. the actual writing itself left room to be desired i think that's fair i think like as much as i like the story of the Lord of the Rings. Mm, yeah. I, I think like, I and you know, most people, I you know, I don't want to say most people, I think a lot of people really love the text. Mm-hmm. But I there are parts of that book that are so boring and needless. And it's just like, Tolkien obviously just fell in love with the idea of talking about this house for t- like three pages. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, I mean, like talking about the, the structure of a house that's just like, Okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah, my it's, man. It's also one of those things where you know how. Have you ever heard 
uh, how people will say, well, if you want to be a good writer, you show and don't tell. Uh-huh. Well, all Dune is is tell and don't show. <laughs> so it's all very much like very put out in front of you. It's a it's also written with the uh, in the omniscient third person. Okay. So you are getting it from like not one specific character, right? You're just kind yeah. of like you're outside of everybody, but you're omniscient, so you get. All of the sides, all of the time. Sure. There's no, like, hidden... You're not following a central character. Uh, you are, but you don't get, like, when there are cutscenes, or even in the central character, when it's, like, the central character is having a conversation with another character, mm-hmm. you get the thoughts of both characters in the same, like, there's not sure. a perspective okay. taken. Like, a yeah. lot of times when you have, like, um books that are third person Mm -hmm. they're not always um omniscient in the same way sure it's like you get everybody's perspective but you get it because you're reading it from the perspective of one character or the other Mm -hmm. even though it's third person this one is literally like the main character said this the next and then he thought this Mm -hmm. the next character said this and then they thought this interesting so it's very like it's just very straightforward it's like it's like an episode of family guy where peter throws to a cutaway and then maybe lois will throw to a cutaway right after that yeah it's i mean it's i think some people do actually like the text i'm just not one of them i thought you were gonna say some people do compare it to family guy (laughs) (laughs) peter Um, shalaby yeah peter shalaby's gonna be like you think that's bad (laughs) yeah what about the time i fought mr t at the (laughs) supermarket Oh man, um, but but yeah, I think some people do like the text. I'm just not necessarily one of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my love for Dune is like I read I read it for the first time I think five or six years ago. Okay, and I really enjoyed it. And so over the past five or six years, obviously I forgot like you know what the text was, yeah. but I remember how much I enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. And so I. When I just reread it because I wanted to read it again before the movie came out. And you have out. a big beautiful edition. I of do the have book. a big beautiful edition. Um, and so I wanted to read it before the movie came out and I did. And I was reminded of, oh yeah, the writing is not necessarily my cup of tea, Uh but the story is still really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do really like it. I'm very excited about the movie. Yeah. Shall we play this game of yours? Yes. This piece of paper, you've written down some things. Yes. So you want me to pronounce these? I want you to try to give your best attempt at pronunciation. This and feels like just an excuse to humiliate me. Yes. This is yes. also not the first time that we will be doing something like this. So. Oh, great. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Oh, also, actually, before you get started, so that this makes you maybe feel better, uh-huh. I was, like, thinking of, like, okay, what kind of game can we play about it? And I was like, oh, like, what'll be fun is if I did, like, things that Dune influenced, you know, because, like, sure. Dune was written, and it is yeah. a classic. Yes. Yeah. It is a classic sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it has a lot of, it has provided a lot of influences across yeah. a lot of things. I'm pretty sure, I mean, like, I love Beetlejuice, for mm. instance, and I'm pretty sure the sandworms in Beetlejuice yeah. are just a direct ripoff from Dune. I'm, I, I don't know if I've seen Beetlejuice, I don't think I have seen Beetlejuice, I think that was one of those things I was allowed to watch, yeah. but, um, but, like, when I was, like, looking it up, because I wanted to do things that were, like, more than, I wanted to things that were, like the creator of this thing referenced dune as inspiration Got more it. than like they this both thing had ripped sand. off yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like when i was looking it up like trying to do a little bit of research and prep for it it was stuff like that where it was like yeah <laughs> 
well, I don't know. Both of these things had sand. Yeah. So you tell oh, me. You tell me. Yeah. So you're the expert. Like, yeah, I guess. But also, just because it's, I mean, I maybe I don't know. I was like, just because it's in a desert doesn't mean it's directly from Dune. But yeah. Also, what do I know? But so yeah. So this is the game that I okay. like, had instead. So these are either names of people. Names of people. Uh, could be names of people. Could be name of a thing. So these could are be not... like a. Sorry, can I see it? Yeah. There aren't. There are no character names. Oh, interesting. These are either family names. Oh. Or like names of um, place the uh, of a people. Okay. <laughs> places, um, or uh. I don't want to say too much. Okay, you're sure. Gonna, I'll sure. tell you what they I, all are. This is, I mean, I'm going to be bad at this no matter yeah, what. This will be, be the game that I whiff at the hardest. It's going to be I, good. Uh, so the first word here on this mm-hmm. list, give it a nice pronunciation try here. <laughs> Caladan. That's pretty good. Caladan mm-hmm. is a city. That's pretty good. It is a place. Oh. It's a planet. Okay. Good job. Thank you. One for one. Okay, here we go. This one's gonna. I'm gonna bite this one really hard. Bene. Gesserit. Very close. Oh wow. Very very close. See, I told um, you'd be good at this. Bene. Oh Bene. Oh Bene. This is a spaceship. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> That's a really good guess. Okay. What is what is Bene? Um. So. This is now I have to not pronounce it the same way you just did. This is I didn't realize how hard this would be. <laughs> it's um Benny Jesuit. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty close, and this is like a group of people. Okay. Got it. Uh. Atreides. Very close. Yes. Okay. Atreides is to me when I read this word. What's jumping off the page at me, getting a strong vibe mm-hmm. of, uh, um, uh, it's a name? It is. Yeah. It's Atreides. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's the name of one of the houses. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Chome? Yeah. Okay. Chome, to me... This, my first instinct, it, it goes against something I just read on Twitter about Dune. So <laughs> okay. I don't, I'm not going to guess this. My first guess would have been a robot. What is, what did you just read on Twitter? Uh, that there's no computers in Dune. Ah, okay. Uh, so, a robot couldn't exist without a computer. Uh, so my guess is Chome is a sandwich. Uh, One chome, hmm. please. Not not quite, but... Mr. Proprietor? I think you have an idea here uh-huh. where we open up a sandwich shop <laughs> uh, and it's just shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get the Benny Jesuit? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So chome is a, an intergalactic company. Ah. It is the intergalactic company. The number one. Mm-hmm. The AM is Amazon. It, At the end I of, was yeah. literally going to say it's basically Amazon, <laughs> but in space. <laughs> uh, this next one is Harkonnen. 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 Harkonnen is a gun. 
Hmm. It's another house. Okay. It's another like name group sure. name. They don't have, but they do, have, do they have guns? No. Mm. No, they don't. Okay. Uh, Nobody has guns. Nobody has guns. Well, no computers are guns. I mean. Hey, leave it for the screen. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Uh, you know what's going to be more embarrassing is by the time this episode comes out, everybody who's listening to this has probably seen the movie and is going to know oh, exactly yeah, how gonna, these are pronounced. No. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, I had to look up how to pronounce this because yeah. I thought that... Also, I might be pronouncing some of these wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I'm like, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because when you see them written down, yeah. you're like, what the hell is that? Like, I thought for the longest time, like, it's... Uh, Benny Jeseret, uh-huh. but I literally thought it was called Bean Jeseret. Bean Jeseret. Like so, in, when I'm reading it, that's how I read it. it sure. Like, Bean Jeseret. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this one is Quisatz Hatterach. That's very close. Okay. Uh, that one is a uh, doggy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's cute. Quisatz Hatterach. <laughs> Uh, this is oh. going to be one that I am going to have difficulty pronouncing. Yeah. Um, just because it's not an, uh, a sound my mouth is used to making. <laughs> so I apologize in advance. And this is also one of the ones that's uh, actually inspired by the real world. Okay. I believe this is Yiddish, maybe? Sure. Or something? Uh, it's Kvitsatz Haderach. Okay. Cool. That is the um, prophesied like, savior. Could be a dog. Could, Could be a, be a cute dog. puppy. Could be a dog. It so, is the like male prophecy like person right. of the Benny Gesserit. Okay, got it. Who is an all, which is an all female society. Okay, they believe that a a male is coming to save them. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. So why the last man of them? Um, <laughs> Arrakis. Mm. Or Arrakis. 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 Yeah. Arrakis uh, is music. It is another planet. Turn that Arrakis down. Turn that Arrakis. T- What's that Arrakis? <laughs> yeah. It's another Excuse planet. Me, officer, <laughs> there's a loud Arrakis <laughs> happening outside my house. Um, this is the planet Dune. Oh, okay. So Dune is like the common mm-hmm. term for the planet Arrakis. Right. Okay. And this last one, Sardaukar. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. Sardaukar is a uh, it's the sandworm. Ooh, interesting. It's not. Oh, <laughs> I knew that. Uh, and your pronunciation, your oh my gosh, your pronunciation is pretty good. It's Sardaukar. Okay. Um, this is a group of people. These are basically, um... They're the most basic characters in Dune. I mean, kind of. They are... They are a people who are trained, uh, militaristically. Okay. And they are basically the fighting force for the Emperor. For the, like, Mm. Galactic Emperor. They do sound basic. They are stormtroopers, but less stupid. Less stupid. And... Stormtroopers, more capable. Stormtroopers, they're way more capable. Stormtroopers are in, like, invented in like the 70s. So these 
Yeah. So actually, the stormtroopers are basically Sardaukars. Actually, one of the things that I, when I was looking up, uh, I mean, apparently Dune was extremely influential in Star Wars, mm-hmm. even though a lot of people, I guess a lot of Star Wars fans are like, no, it wasn't. Um, but no, they just ripped off other stuff. I read a lot of stuff about it because there are a lot of like, after I like looked it up and read and read this person was like, I mean, Tatooine is a desert planet. Yep. Arrakis is a desert planet. Like the Sarlacc, yeah, is the, like a sandworm. The Sarlacc is like yeah, is a um is a sandworm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like the, the uh, Fremen and the uh, I forget what the sand people of Tatooine are called, but like oh. that's like a very very like you can see the inspiration drawn there. And why can't I think of their names? I say it all the time. Oh boy, I'm gonna look it up. This is okay. stupid. Keep talking. Um. Uh, you know, they both have, like, a chosen one trope. Um, they're, oh, I I think, I guess they talk a lot about how Luke's uncle or dad or something was, like, a spice, uh... Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders, yes. Was, like, a a spice collector or something. Yeah. And, like, spice is a huge part of the Dune Mm -hmm. series. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, George Lucas said that dune was very influential like george okay, lucas yeah. himself said it star wars nerds it's yeah it's george lucas <laughs> the one who created star wars is like yeah i actually drew some inspiration yeah. from dune like no actually no, i think actually, i think he got his primary like from well i think it's just people not like they just say stuff to say stuff without yeah. actually thinking i don't know what that's like at all <laughs> it's an unfamiliar thing to me so which is actually going to be okay. I'm going to get canceled for this. Uh, oh boy! For this episode, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna. I feel like it's going to be a frustrating um, theme with Dune. Uh huh. That's yeah. what you're going to get canceled for? I think so. Uh, I mean, no. Taylor. But, <laughs> I mean, well, we'll I talk just about okay. It. Like uh, topically, just to just to, to like timestamp <laughs> when this episode was recorded. Uh, Dave Chappelle just put out like an Instagram uh, explanation mm-hmm. as, for his mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and so um, I think oh, you're man. okay. Yeah, you're right. I, I am think okay. you're okay. You're right. <laughs> that man is frustrating. Anyways. <laughs> um, so oh, Sorry, without okay. like spoiling the story. Yeah. I'm, because yeah, like. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. What. Tell me about Dune. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you like about it? Yeah, I'm actually pretty. Ugh, I gotta say, I'm pretty excited for you, Andrew, because I feel like knowing things beforehand mm-hmm. about how the society is set up, yeah, and like who these people are and what's actually going on is going to help you a lot with your actual enjoyment of the movie. Cool. Uh, and so, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to spoil anything. Absolutely no spoilers. Yeah, uh, we'll probably do another episode talking about more of Dune. Sure. After we watch it or something, but um, no spoilers. You can listen to it, and it might benefit you because I feel like if I didn't know what was going on, like the first time I read the book too, I was like, mm-hmm. "What the hell is going?" I, I got so much more out of it when I like did a little bit of research. Sure. Because the Dune series is six books the duniverse yeah well no the duniverse is not six books the duniverse is like a there's a lot really yeah because uh frank herbert wrote uh his six books Uh uh-huh oh i don't know if he finished the sixth one but his son Mm -hmm. then continued it. frank jr yeah uh what is his name little little frankie um 
But so, like, Frank Herbert, like, wrote the six books and uh-huh. had a very clear vision for those, like, for that story. Okay. And then his son picked it up and, like, expanded the universe. Interesting. So the Duneverse is more than six books, but the original story is the first six books. Right. Okay. Sort of like Star Wars. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you could probably say that. Hmm. So, <laughs> it's, it's George Lucas. Really, I wonder where he gets his ideas. Interesting. So, okay. Um, so, I I was under the impression that there was just one book. That's, I think, what a lot of people are yeah. under the impression that it's just one book. Wow. It's six books. Interesting. Yeah. And it, you uh, you cannot understand the whole story after it's the first book. Yeah. Like, for obvious reasons, because you have five more books to read. Yeah, yeah. But also because of the, this, like... Um, the main character of Dune changes mm-hmm. a lot. Okay, so the main character of the movie will not be Timothy Chalamet the entire time. Oh, well, I don't know what they're going to do yeah. with... I, I mean, I doubt they will... I honestly really doubt that they will do the entire series. Well, so this first movie is... The first half. First half. Of the first book. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I see now when, once you reveal the information that there's six books... I thought they were going to try to encapsulate no. the six books into two movies. No. The wow. The first book in two movies. That's insanity. Yeah, and th- they will not do all six. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. You think they're going to call it good after two? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, because if, especially with the movie mm-hmm. being like, you, right? Because you're, I mean, they're not rewriting Dune, but they kind of can. Yeah. Right? Like, they can make it end. Mm-hmm. Uh, any way that they want. Because um, the end of the first book, like, you can read it. You, there's an ending. It's It happens. Sure. You don't have to necessarily read the rest of it. It's, like, a story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like, fully encapsulated. But the characters, like, how things change and, like, the message that Frank Herbert wanted to send, uh-huh. you have to read, like, all six... Or maybe not all six, but maybe the like for first three at sure. least to understand what yeah. is going on, truly. Yeah. Um, and this kind of comes into like a lot of people. I mean, it's already happening. Are going to be talking about Dune as a white savior story? Sure. Um. It is not. But on screen, it is. Uh, well, you, we shall see. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's really, so the world of Dune. So let's back up a little bit okay. before we like continue talk, talking about that. Sure. At the very least, if you want to say uh, Dune is a white savior story, you have to say Dune the movie. <laughs> because, um, so like to back up a little bit. So to give a little bit of context, um, the main characters of the book too, mm-hmm. I made you like figure out how to pronounce all that mm-hmm. stuff. Their main characters' names are Jessica and Paul. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> great. 
So the main main character is Paul, uh-huh. uh, Atreides. Okay. He is fifteen, mm-hmm. and he is uh, he is what we would consider like the chosen one. Yeah. I, I'm putting air quotes around that. Um, his mother is Jessica. Mm-hmm. She is a um, she is a uh, Benny Jesuit. Okay. The Benny Jesuit are a society of women mm-hmm. only. Yeah. Who. Have the male, the male saving, male saving ha- thing, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing like a half shake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ish. So the way that the world is set up, is mm-hmm. like, so there are all these houses, kind of like how Game of Thrones has these houses. Atreides mm-hmm. is one of them. Harkonnen is one. Um, and they have, so these are all like really wealthy people. Then there's the emperor, who is just the emperor of the galaxy, basically. Familiar. Star, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. And then there's the Chome Company, who literally owns everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and all of these houses all invest in the Chome Company. Okay. So they all are just, I mean, imagine, I mean, it's not that hard to imagine. Imagine all of our billionaires just getting together and being like, you know what? Let's just pool our resources and, like, fuck everybody else. And we'll I just... believe uh, Trump tried to do that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just, like, mine whatever we want and people will, like, basically be here to... Yeah like help us survive yeah um and so that exists and then there is the planet arrakis Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting place because the spice is located there okay so one of arrakis's like main things is this thing called the spice or the melange Uh which is a um natural resource found on the planet that um you like when you take it or like when you eat it like a lot of the food on arrakis has a lot of the spice in it sure um it is a also a drug uh-huh so i think i saw a tweet that was like arrakis is basically like a planet made up of cocaine uh-huh which i thought was very funny um because maybe possibly true <laughs> um but you take it it's a drug and it's extremely addictive and it changes your eyes okay uh this is going to be different in the movie versus the book because in the book, it describes their eyes as being as uh, being fully blue. Like, okay. no, not even whites around the eyes. Yeah. Like, it completely changes your eyes to just be blue. In the movie, it's going to just change their, like, it's irises? It's just going to be the irises. Okay. Like, I, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, dying eyeballs is no joke and probably be really annoying to do in right. post-production when if you can just get away with contacts. Yeah. Great. <laughs> totally makes sense. <clears throat> but, so, it changes people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it also changes a couple things about them, but you know, got to watch the movie mm-hmm. and figure out what, what's going on there. But the main thing is it's a drug. It's extremely addictive. And once you've been taking it for long enough, if you stop taking it, you die. Wow. And so other people in the houses also take spice. And so they need it. And yeah. so this planet Arrakis is like secretly quintessential to like everyone's survival yeah um and there's this thing called the guild which basically has a monopoly on all space travel and Mm -hmm. so they also use the spice and so we have these houses and the emperor Mm -hmm. who seem like they rule everything but the actual behind the scenes rulers and like people kind of like pulling strings and like controlling things and setting things up for millennia for a really long time like Mm -hmm. are the benny jesuit okay these are a society of women who are they pose as advisors and they're very secretive so Mm -hmm. like um in the movie the reverend mothers have this like 
like veil over their face so you can't fully make out all their features and stuff like that. They're very like secretive and they don't let anybody actually anybody else know like their true plans. Mm-hmm. They have like secret codes that they can communicate to like, with each other like certain information and like hidden like ciphers and stuff like that. Um and what they do is they use themselves, their society, the Bene Gesserit, as breeders with the rest of the houses. Mm-hmm. So they essentially pick and choose genetics okay. out of the available houses mm-hmm. and then place other Bene Gesserit as either concubines, which Jessica is a concubine to the Duke Leto Atreides, mm-hmm. who is um, Paul's dad. Okay. Um, or as advisors, like some of the houses have, and the emperor has a reverend mother, Benny Gesserit mm-hmm. advisor. Um, so there's this like kind of weird balance of, it's very like Game of Thronesy, uh-huh. right? Where there's just like a lot of like, you know, balancing house politics. It's very political. Sure. It's extremely it sounds, yeah. political. Um, and so basically the tra- the house of Atreides is taken from Kaladin, which is like a paradise. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's not earth, I don't think, but it's like, you know, earth-ish. Earth-ish. Mm-hmm. And they're removed from, <clears throat> the emperor assigns them to Arrakis, which uh-huh. is, so they're going from essentially Garden of Eden to a literal desert planet. That is extremely difficult to live on. Uh-huh. When you go outside, or like a lot of the people who live in the deserts, they have to wear these things called still suits that capture their body's moisture and recycles it. And then they like drink out of like a pouch of their recycled like moisture. Yummy. Because there isn't enough moisture in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. There isn't water. Like they talk about in the book, like Jessica will talk about, oh yeah, rain used to fall from the sky. Or like they'll use a, like a a saying that mm-hmm. involves water in some way and like they'll be like what uh-huh <laughs> what do you mean right like water falls from the sky uh-huh. um so it's like there's like that kind of a thing so basically house of Trades is put on arrakis things happen the native group of arrakis are called the fremen mm-hmm. f-r-e-m-e-n okay and they like live in the desert um, and help collect spice and, like, help whoever is actually in charge on Arrakis, like, export it. Um, but they also have, like, their own society and they're, like, trying to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so where we land is Paul and his mother, Jessica, have to navigate this world under various circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the Bene Gesserit have done a lot of work on a lot of planets to place the ideas of saviors on a lot of in a lot of places mm-hmm. um, into like different populations so that if a Bene Gesserit ever needs assistance, they can come in and use those like planted ideas to be like, oh, that's me or oh, that's my son. Interesting. So uh, that's like the Bene Gesserit kind of like plant these ideas of a savior or a prophet Mm -hmm. or any or whatever on in a lot of different places yeah and whenever one of their own needs assistance they could be like oh remember that thing that we've been telling you about for like a hundred years it's not even that Uh because like it's these people are looking for signs Mm -hmm. and they just know what signs to give okay so like there's a scene in the book where jessica is like in a situation where she Hear somebody like somebody says something to her where she's like, 
that's one of our, like, that is one of our plantings. Uh Like, and she's like, oh my gosh, has there been, like, one of us here before? Mm Mm-hmm. Because that is one of our things. And then so she t- uses the correct response that would be like, the prophecy said that they would say or they would mention this. Yeah. And so she mentions that and then she sees them react in a way of like, oh my God, it is you. Mm-hmm. So when you have, so that's where like the idea of like the chosen one trope mm-hmm. for Paul kind of gets like turned on its head a little bit. Okay. Where it's less Paul is like an actual chosen person Mm -hmm. and more of like a knows the right people in the right way and gets kind of like really lucky that there's a society that exists basically to set that up got it so dune is a story where there is a chosen one Mm -hmm. but it takes the chosen one trope and kind of puts it on its head okay uh the movies, who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm saying, like, the movie could just go go with that trope and actually It could be that he it. is, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, he is the Anakin Skywalker of this universe. Yep. <clears throat> hey, it could be the Poe Dameron, speaking of yeah. Oscar Isaacs in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he could cross over. Yeah. So, we'll see with the movie, but the books themselves, um, if you don't like the white savior trope, you can read the books and I think get a little bit of, like... Mm, like maybe get some little schadenfreude on how badly paul fucks everything up Uh uh-huh because he in the i mean the first book is like it has a fairly satisfying ending that doesn't quite reveal how badly paul fucks everything up Uh uh-huh but the rest of the book sure do interesting yeah so when people say dune is a white savior story maybe the movie is i don't know yeah but the books Mm -hmm. in order for a white savior trope to exist Mm -hmm. they have to actually be a white savior they have to save something they have to save something yeah. and he does the opposite yeah so here's my advice you, <laughs> you nerds up so bad <laughs> read the books huh but you know i mean that's but that's gonna be something that's gonna be talked about a lot because like dunes get like a huge movie and yeah people are gonna be talking about it mm-hmm. and they're gonna be an equal if not like an equal number of people who are like but actually in the books um but 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 and honestly whatever it doesn't matter but. i have i have long <laughs> said and i you know because i'm very passionate about comic book movies and the comic books they come from mm-hmm. i have long said i do not care if they change the story you know, like when there was like a Fantastic yeah. Four movie that came out where Michael B. Jordan played Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm is blue eyed, blonde, white in the comics. And then mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan played him in a movie. I don't care. Yeah. You can change races. You can change, ethnic. you know, like you could change sexes. I don't care. Like as long as the story works, I don't give a shit what people change yeah. in the stories. You know, like I do a, another podcast where one of my uh, co-hosts like very much is not very strict about it, but he's just like, I just don't want them to betray, you know, like the ethical core of characters. And I understand that too. It doesn't really matter to me as long as it works in the story that they're telling. I don't really care. Like if, you know, Taskmaster is different in the comics fundamentally than they are in on the screen in like Black Widow. It doesn't matter to me. I do not hold like a dear thing with these characters. And I assume it's probably the same way with you with Doom where it's like, however, however the movie turns out doesn't change the book. Yeah. And how you feel about the book and how these characters were portrayed in the book. That stays forever. In fact, you can keep that memory for the rest of your life d- despite whatever happens on screen. Yeah. I do hope, or I guess, like, two things on that. One, they, uh, I mean, yeah, if we wanted to be really, 
like anal about mm-hmm. like the book and the movie like uh chani is a character played uh in the movie by Z- by zendaya mm-hmm. and in the book she's supposed to be like the palest skinned person sure doesn't matter yeah paul uh who's played by timothy chalamet or i don't really know how to say his name i'm sorry timothy <laughs> timothy chalamet i'm so sorry um he's supposed to have um like he's supposed to have all like dark olive skin and uh dark hair that boy be that listen that boy, be that boy is white as, as yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> And I mean, he is white on rice. I mean, and like there are other like criticisms that we could then leverage against that. Of yeah. Like, well, why didn't we cast somebody mm-hmm. who is a little bit truer to like yeah. this, like the idea that was actually present in the book? Um, but yeah, the thing that I do hope uh, that they do actually encapsulate. This is good. I was going to ask you, what do you hope to see in the movie? I actually do want them to show how Paul is not a chosen person yeah, and how like all of these things were set up mm-hmm. for somebody to do this thing. Yeah. Um, because I think the focus of Dune is a lot less on race because in the books themselves, everybody has the same skin color. Right. Literally every single person is described as being olive skinned. Yeah. So there are, aren't a lot of like race distinctions there are a lot of class distinctions sure and so a lot of the message of dune is about politics mm-hmm. and it's about how we Paul shouldn't politics Paul. oh that's oh, a little, oh, oh. <laughs> little foreshadowing there for the... yeah like frank herbert very much i oh i had wrote down a quote from him that was uh he wrote dune because he wanted to show how charismatic leaders should come with the label maybe hazardous to your health oh like so if that gives you any indication yeah. of frank herbert's intent with the books yes, as well he's like very uh... much like hey you see this thing that everybody's like this is it this is the chosen one or a uh-huh. very charismatic leader and see how badly he does hmm. um, interesting so no yeah. parallels to our current uh political system yeah. whatsoever <laughs> yeah so it's it is, so i do hope that the movie uh movies yeah <laughs> so i guess there's gonna be a second one that's the second half of the book do something with that here's what i'll say very quickly about people who are like being stupid about the movies mm-hmm. and this is on the other side of like people who are there are people who are mad that this movie is coming out on HBO Max. Not just the director and the filmmaker, mm-hmm. but like fans are like, if you don't go see it in the theaters, <laughs> then they won't make a second one. And it's just like this is the this is the pitfalls of releasing a movie in the pandemic, buddy. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry if you're if the second part of your movie doesn't get made. That's the what bricks. a cliffhanger. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. Now. Being unfamiliar with the story myself, mm-hmm. I will say that we are probably going to get a little like I don't think they're just going to discard that Paul's a fuck up, is my guess in the movies, but I think they'll probably do a little bit more of a he's the one who saves it in the end like kind of thing mm-hmm. because if it's only going to be these two movies, I don't think that they will kind of like lead you to believe that well there's this like fuck up Paul somewhere out there in the universe. Yeah. And I wonder what kind of hijinks he's going to get into. Yeah. I guess we'll never know sort of thing. Probably. I agree with that. that and I, I think that it's just going to give the people the wrong impression of yeah. what the series is actually about. I, it, I mean, like, they can, if they're done carefully, it can be done where, like, you very tactfully let people know, 
this dummy is he is a true dummy. Mm-hmm. However, like he can still do some stuff right. But don't get your hopes up that he's, you know, uh, Ray Skywalker, you know, Ray whatever in the Rise of Skywalker, where she's like the one to balance the force. Yeah. This guy could do some stuff right, but overall, he's a pretty dumb guy. Like, honestly, if you kind of go into the movie or go into the book mm-hmm. knowing that you should think Paul is an insufferable asshole. Yeah pretty clear yeah he's bilbo baggins <laughs> yeah like, but and, and if you read it for the first time or watch it without knowing anything you're yeah. like because right books and movies have this thing where you like they set you up to think one thing mm-hmm. um and it's really hard to tell i think with dune that you're not supposed to view paul as the the, the hero that's yeah. the hero yeah yeah um but yeah you're not you're not supposed to view him as the hero yeah i we, think yeah, yeah i mean like the the trailers certainly lead you to believe he's he's captain america and not like i'm excited for in terms of the movie i am really excited to see the representation of arrakis yeah like i think one of the things that got me with dune the first time i read it and why i liked it so much um in addition to like i think the world building is really good was just it was the first time i read something that was like because Dune is soft sci-fi, mm-hmm. um, and there aren't, like, computers or robots or anything like that. Yeah. It's very different from a lot of sci-fi, mm-hmm. which is very technology-driven. There's a lot of technology, but not AI, not mm-hmm. computers or anything like that. Um, the thing that really got me was this is the first time that I read something that was, like, desert-based mm-hmm. versus, like, a lot of sci You know, a lot of sci-fi is, like, space, and, you know, a lot of fantasy is, Big, like... like, hybrid cities and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, or, like, a lot... And a lot of fantasy is, like, you know, old-growth yeah. like, forests and stuff. So, like, the just the setting was so different mm-hmm. and so refreshing where I was, like, I actually have not really, like, seen this before. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big thing, and that's one of the reasons, too, why I like it so much. And when I saw the... Um, the trailer the mm-hmm. first one i was so happy i'm like really excited about it i yeah. like the prep i like what they did with the worms i mm-hmm. think they look really good yeah um and i from what i've seen of the trailers i'm mm-hmm. like this is this is good <laughs> so how much of the how many of the subsequent books have you read um i've read the first two okay and then, you know, I got stuff to do. Yeah, I you got stuff to do. You got other books to read. I and... to read. There is, and, like, the only, like, I am interested in, like, Frank Herbert's, like, also Frank Herbert was born in Tacoma. Hey. Yeah. Um, there is a place in Tacoma called Dune Point mm-hmm. that on Frank Herbert's birthday, like, they do stuff there. <laughs> That's sometimes. cute. Yeah. I have, like, a couple of painted rocks that some friends got me from, like, one of the celebrations wow. they did. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's really nice. Um... But yeah, I like Frank Herbert's, like, I think his story is interesting. Uh-huh. I just don't want to put the time in to actually read all of it. And so there's a really great YouTube uh, YouTuber uh-huh. that if you are interested in it, and after you watch Dune, you have to watch at least the first part of the movie. Maybe just read the book um, yeah. first, but it is, like, there are a lot of spoilers, but uh, it's, his name is, uh, it's called Quinn's Ideas, okay. Q-U-I-N-N, Quinn's Ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a great job where he like talks about a little bit, a little factoids about Dune, and he does a bunch of other stuff too. But sure. his Dune stuff is really good. Okay. And he has like just a, such a soft voice and mm-hmm. so relaxing. So if you're looking for some more information, but you don't yeah. actually want to watch or read six books, I get it. Would you? I mean, like, so right now their plan is to just do the first book. Would you be against them doing further 
No, I think it'd movies. be really good. Especially, I mean, especially like if it makes money, they'll do it. Just... I, I honestly, I feel like it would do better as a TV show. Like not, and they're not, not like getting a... these people back for a TV show though. No, <clears throat> like, but I think Dune as a series would would service yeah. well to it because yeah. I think it has enough like. There are, and one that's not like season one, season two, season yeah. three, but maybe one that is maybe only like, actually maybe a couple seasons because mm-hmm. there are like some pretty good breaks, like three or four ish seasons yeah. maybe of like couple hour, a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would service it really well because I think where you start at the beginning of Dune and I think where the series ends up, okay, are so like the. It's so different, yeah. and you have a lot of like realizations about like who these characters are mm-hmm. and like what they're doing mm-hmm. to people, and like I I think it would serve as well as as a series. Okay. So if they end up doing more movies, I think it'd be great as long as they service like the soul of like Frank Herbert's ideas. Sure, well. and they it's probably changed. They'd have to change that. There's some weird shit in these yeah. books, but like. They could change stuff, but I think that would do well. Yeah. I really doubt that they'll make more than two. Yeah. I really do. Because yeah. people don't even know that there's more than one book. I Truly, that is shocking information to me. Yeah. And that there <laughs> are also, like, supplemental books as well yeah. that exist in the Dooniverse. Yeah. Um, my only thing is, if they're going to do a TV show, film the finale in Tacoma. <laughs> and do it's it at the least you can And do. do it at the Tacoma Dome. But, but yeah. Cool. What, are you excited to see the movie? Yeah. I mean, I love science fiction, yeah. even if it's soft science fiction. Like, I don't need beep boops and robots and, you know, laser swords and stuff yeah. like that for it to be science fiction to me. You hear so, that, Star Wars fans? You hear that? Fucking, you mother. Kathleen Kennedy, you. Um, <laughs> I don't need that in my science fiction. I like it, but yeah. it's also not a necessity for me with science fiction. Yeah. So, I'm excited. And, like,. As a wrestling fan, I love seeing projects with with Dave Bautista in them. I think he's become like a pretty good actor, mm-hmm. so I like seeing him and stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him as that character. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but hey, big days on the screen. You can he's count me. Villain. You can count me in the audience. He's a villain. Okay, cool. That's yeah. great. I love that role for him. Yeah, I think he'll do. Well. I love that for him. Love that for him, Dave. I love that oh for you. God. Oh my god, Dave. Also, I am. Okay, let's talk about this cast, okay. because there are some people in this movie that are, I mean, Jason yeah. Momoa, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, Zendaya, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Oscar, yes, Oscar Isaac. Like, there are so many people where I'm just yeah. kind of like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> what is the rest of the cast? Because I know there are other big names in it. I will. Pull it up while we are talking. So, uh, <laughs> don't forget about Timothy Chalamet and... Uh, of course. I haven't seen the... Timothy Chalamet in anything. <clears throat> Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson. Who I like Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin. A lot of Marvel actors in here. Thanos himself, Josh Brolin. Stellan Skarsgård, another Marvel actor. Dave Bautista, Marvel. Stephen McKinley Henderson, Zendaya. Chang Chen. Sharon Duncan Brewster. Charlotte Rampling. Jason Momoa and Javier Bardem round out the cast. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people in here that I'm like pretty, man. It's going to be good. Pretty excited. Yeah. I think it's, I mean like at minimum, 
I'll enjoy it because it's a big... Oh, interesting. Oh, sorry. I was just looking through this. Um, the uh, person... That's interesting. I like that change. Okay, big change. Big change. I mean, maybe a big not change that alert. Big change. Uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster um, is the actress who plays Doctor Liet Kynes, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a guy in the in the books. Oh, so that'll be cool. Hey, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, also, Dave Bautista is not the main bad guy. He okay. is a bad guy. He is a bad guy. He is a bad guy. Okay, but he. Um, well, the person I was thinking of was Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, okay. He plays, like, the main villain. Got it. But he's a bad... David Chase is also a bad guy. Stellar skateboard. Oh, this is actually really good that he's Robin Harkonnen. This is great. I'm really great. excited. Great. Well, if you're excited, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, and for those of you out there listening, I hope you're excited as well. Yeah. If you're a big fan of Dune, follow us yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, let us Instagram. know what you think. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I guess. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I, don't I think know. I did a pretty good job of not spoiling anything. Yeah. While still I don't... giving enough information for people to, like, know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you think about Doom. Yeah, Nerd Dumb Pod. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, that helps a lot. Unless you're like one of these Dune freaks who doesn't like what we say about it and gives us a negative review, just don't, just don't, and just I'm like I'm just trying my best. You're doing your best. You're <laughs> trying really hard. We're trying really hard. And uh, if you like Dune, we're sorry we're and we sorry. love you. Sorry, love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? <laughs>